the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today are my favorite funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hello. And Abigail Williams. How's it going? I'm great. How are you guys doing? I can't complain. It's been an interesting last couple of weeks. You know, I can't complain. I can always complain. (laughs) I don't understand when people say that. What do you mean? There's so much we could complain about. I also admire you. I just don't understand it. But I feel pretty solid having said that. I feel like it is a little BS-y, though. We're kind of BS in the world. I'm like, I can't complain. If I really thought about it, I'd complain about a bunch of things. But I'm Easily, no doubt. That's why you're the sage mage, because you're choosing not to. (laughs) I say we have Alexandria list her complaints for five minutes. I'm over this, and I'm over this, and I'm over this. I love it. We might be able to do that. Uh, Better won't take long to make that list. (laughs) Each week we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're each going to share a story and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Alexandria, what's making you laugh this week? The impeachment chronicles. Ooh, interesting. I'm laughing at the $85,000 canvas. Oh. What are you Mm -hmm. laughing at, Abigail? I'm laughing at drunk men in mankinis wanted by Polish authorities. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that sounds like so much. Oh, gosh. And 85,000. What did you draw on the canvas of them? I kind of want to hear about this $85,000. Yeah, let's do it. What you got, George? Okay, guys, I'm back to being shocked at what counts as art in the art world this is outrageous a museum paid an artist eighty-five thousand dollars, so he kept the money and called it art you know how often i feel like this happens in the art community (laughs) oh my god we get scammed all the time insurance is a scam and some art is a scam this is art mm-hmm. because this person did this stupid thing and they called it art. But if I do it, it's called trash. Help me understand. <laughs> when your son does it, it's just on the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, that's not art. I don't understand. How much misery, sorrow, or debt do I have to get into to be considered a real artist who can make trash into gold? That's an excellent question. This guy's gone to something. The artist named Jens Honig turned in a blank canvas titled Take the Money and Run. The museum paid this artist to produce art, and the artist gave them a blank canvas and cashed the check. And he quotes, I don't see that I've stolen money. I've created an art piece, which is maybe 10 or 100 times better than what we had planned. What's the problem? The problem is you're ruining the art world. We're already having a problem on what are facts. Now it's what is art. Yeah, he's really de-escalating the view of people, de-elevating, de-escalating. He's taking it down. He's worse than the guy who was like, I put nothing out here. You remember that guy, the nothing guy? There was a box of nothing. And he was like, this is art. This is such bull crap. 
This is worse than nothing. This is why people don't take art seriously because of these idiots out here. He turned it in and he still got paid. What does that say for the museum still paying him? It says that he should go into the insurance business because he's a swindler. (laughs) Did he sign his name at the bottom and it made it worth the The $85,000? The photo is blank. And it looks like the museum paid him up front. If museums should learn anything is you pay these artists when they deliver. That is my warning to museums. I got you. If I give you an ask and you come at me with nothing, then I'm going to come back at you with nothing. You're not going to get any of my money. It's gotten headlines, which means there is a chance the museum could sell the $85,000 blank canvas to some rich Yahoo who thinks it's oh, yeah. genius and make a couple hundred grand off of it. They're they will inevitably sell this to someone. <laughs> someone is going to be out there and be like, this is art. This is this genius. Is real art. I see this being odd in someone's gallery or someone's yeah. bougie-ass living room. One of those really stark millionaire houses that also just yes. now has a blank canvas on the wall. And when I go to visit their house for cocktails and escargot i'll say oh i have a blank canvas from michael's too where did you get yours mine was 70 percent off it was black friday and they'll be able to be like oh my goodness i bought this at this exclusive gallery and i spent millions of dollars because this canvas is made of silk fibers that are precious woven together makes them nothing a nothing Times ten, and then Can't we're gonna go turn it around, nothing, and it's gonna have a Hobby Lobby red sticker on it that says clearance twenty cents. Oh my god, I would be pissed. <laughs> That's good, George. Alrighty, guys. I always love playing a game with you all. Today, I thought it would be fun if I did a rapid fire question session. I think it's always fun to dig in and get to know you guys a little more and help the audience get to know you guys a little bit more. Maybe pick on you. Maybe I'll learn something that I can use against you one day. We'll see. Love it. That sounds great. (laughs) That's how you become a sage mage. That's right. (laughs) Let's play a game called blackmail. I can't put all my secrets out there. I have a game of rapid fire. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Question number one. Invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Invisibility. Like, who cares what you can lift? I don't want people to see me at the grocery store or anywhere else. I don't want to sneak around like Harry Potter in the castle at the night when nobody knows what he's doing. That's what I want to do. You steal first. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Probably go the route of all the celebrities and for some random reason steal underwear. I feel like every celebrity steals underwear. Why? You just can't afford underwear. I hid from someone in a Publix the other day. It was a person that I used to like to at one of my old jobs, but I just did not have time or energy. I hide from people <laughs> all the time me in too. public. Me I too. have no shame about it. If they see me hiding from them, I'll kind of own it. Like, hey, sorry, I was in a hurry. <laughs> I was once hiding from my ex's parents and I was ducked behind a shelf and my husband stood there and goes, George, George Caloris, George Caloris, what are you doing hiding behind that shelf? Stop. Unbelievable, Chris. (laughs) Oh my God. Party foul. You're out. That's not acceptable. 
<laughs> Does rapid fire mean we tell unrelated personal anecdotes between Definitely questions? Definitely not. I'm okay. quiet. Let's I have go. failed I mean, at rapid fire. Let's it's go. An Alex rapid fire, so sh- of course. <laughs> Next question. Ariel or Jasmine? Ariel. Jasmine. Mm. Say a word in Spanish. Hola. Ayúdame. Oh my gosh, that's taking me out of Okay. Virtue or sin? Virtue, baby, come on. <laughs> I know George will say sin. The mask of virtue, I think, is that important. Oh, oh, that's even worse. Whitewashed tomb, anyone? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Maybe it's virtue with a mask of sin. I would Ooh. believe that about you in a in a heartbeat. Play I like game. that. He's a good man. Liar. I kind of like that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. What's your favorite card? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Bread. Mm. Oh, you like Oprah? Fries. Nothing trumps freshly baked bread for me. Oh, I don't know. What about mm. freshly fried fries? <laughs> As someone who's gluten-free, I think it's wishful thinking for me because I can't have homemade mm. bread and my mom used to make it all the time. This is getting out of rapid-fire territory. No, we're the worst. We got to get the worst. rapid. We are, but I love it. George, you said French fries, but are you talking homemade or are you talking fast food? Really great crispy fries at a pub. Or McDonald's. I was going to say McDonald's, too, but hot. If they're not hot, hot. I don't want If them. they're not hot, they're not food. They're not food. They're McDonald's has a 45-second window. window of edibility. Right. No doubt. But those are glorious 45 seconds. Oh, so it glorious. <laughs> it really is. What's your ideal outside temperature? 75 degrees. Oh, good temp, Abigail. Yeah, I agree. That's what I set my apartment on. 75 is just a sweet spot. A nice little brisk breeze, but still warm enough to make you feel like a hug. That's right, a hug. That's good. Final question. Giving presents or getting presents? If you want people to like you, you have to buy them things. Right. It's a tricky (laughs) thing. I I genuinely love being able to buy people good presents. It's something I spend way too much time thinking about, but I secretly love getting presents. But the sad truth is I'm often disappointed by people when they give me presents. I don't ever tell them that. I pretend. Uh But the truth is, if it's getting a present that I would really love, oh, all about it. All day. Mm -hmm. Give me that present. I'm with you. I love receiving presents, but I'm over being disappointed. And I give (laughs) the best gifts. It brings me great joy to be so good at gift giving. And so few people in my world are equally good So the receiving is far more disappointing than the giving. When I give Kevin things, I'm so excited because I know he's going to lose his mind because I really Uh went above and beyond. It's going to shock him. And then I feel a little bit of dread (laughs) because he worked really hard and it's not a knock on him. I just know it's just not the same. We'll have to dive into that discussion one day because it's so interesting to me that you can be not good at gift giving. Guys, thank you so much for playing Rabbit Fire with me. I feel like I learned a little bit more about you all today. We'll play Not Real Rapid Fire anytime with you. <laughs> <laughs> Slow burn. That's great.
in the past, we have talked about misunderstood villains, and we have talked about heroes that are actually zeros. We're going back into that well this week, and we're going to dive into underrated sidekicks. These are those sidekicks that are often forgotten, maybe part of a group costume, but don't ever get the credit they truly deserve. Abigail, when you're thinking about underrated sidekicks, who stood out to you? I was thinking about Samwise Gamgee in The Lord of the Rings. Everybody wants to say Frodo is the hero. He delivered the ring. He got it burned up after all that work. You know, Frodo whined a lot. He got stabbed. He didn't really (laughs) do much. He just kind of cries a lot. And he's a sweet little thing. Who doesn't love Elijah Wood? But Samwise Gamgee is the only reason Frodo makes it. He literally carries him on his back. Literally carries him. He knows Gollum's bad. He calls it from the beginning. He tries to save Frodo's life. He does save Frodo's life from a spider. If you don't have Sam, you don't have this story. And, you know, some people love him, but I'm just going to say, not enough. Frodo's not the hero. Frodo was the ring bearer. Sam's given the inspirational speeches that make you cry. We love Sam. He's my guy. I just watched these movies during lockdown. That was the big moment that I had as well. Sam did all the work. He is not getting any credit. The emotional work, the physical work, the spiritual work. Even at the end, that ring would not have been destroyed had it not been for Sam. Frodo would have walked out of there. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't have been no movie. (laughs) Works everywhere. I tried to dive into it for a club, for a school that I was teaching it. It's a lot of information there, but Abigail, I trust everything that you are saying. I read the books, and I can't believe I'm saying this, enjoyed the movies more. Normally, I'm book first, Mm. movie second. But I think the movies for The Lord of the Rings, not The Hobbit, did a great job. I tried to watch the movies when they came out 20 years ago and found them insufferable at best. Unreal. And was really grumpy about it. And then I liked the Hobbit movies more than anyone. It's what made me for that one weekend during lockdown decide I'm going to binge through the Lord of the Rings. And that was a lovely weekend. Wow. But I mean, I'm glad you came to your senses, but you really started on the wrong foot. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, George, who's your sidekick? Alfred. Batman's butler. Yes! I love oh. Alfred! You are so right! Okay. I'm thinking of all the scenes with Alfred, I'm already crying. When you think <laughs> Batman, your sidekick mind immediately goes to Robin. Yeah. Illusion. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I don't even get Robin as a gay icon. I just don't get Robin. He has F-boy vibes. Yeah. Robin's a true F-boy. Makes me very uncomfortable about the relationship. I don't care for Robin. Alfred is doing the work here. Yes. Alfred is the one who's running that big, complicated computer system. He was the GPS for Batman before there was Siri. He's tailoring the bat suits. He's doing all the maintenance on the Batmobile. He freaking dug out that cave underneath the (laughs) mansion by himself. And how did he even do that, guys? And in the meantime, he cooks, he cleans, he maintains a proper home. I don't know how he He raised freaking Bruce Wayne. Right. Has to be literally the most resourceful person ever. And how much time does this man have on his hands? My word. He also made the entrance a really cool piano thing. Yeah. Clump, clump, clump. Mm. Secret door opens. The man's a genius. Best butler ever. Best man ever. Uh, You can do all uh, these things. He's a good man. 
Alexandria, what about you? I wanted to give a shout out to Willow Rosenberg from Buffy. Oh, yes, Buffy's really best friend, Buffy's homegirl from 1997 through 2003. If you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Willow was just the character of someone that resonated with me. She just had such a growth. Like She started off kind of timid, a little shy, so comfortable with Buffy. Willow <laughs> supported Buffy and always had her back that she was a little shy. But then... Willow grows. She finds out she's a witch. She comes out and she just blossoms into just a badass, dope, phenomenal witch. She has superpowers. And on top of that, little do you know, I don't know if I highlight this side of myself, but there's a little bit of me that's a nerd. And before this nerd culture became popular, like Willow was a nerd that made being Mm. a nerd cool. Being all into your books, but kind of having the answer, but not wanting to have the answer. Like she made Mm -hmm. that cool, but she made it real. So I want to shout out my girl, Allison Hannigan. She was Willow Rosenberg and she showed us how to be a dope ass sidekick, dope ass best friend and dope ass witch. She was really cool when she got all badass and became evil Willow with the black eyes. (gasps) Yeah! That was my favorite part of that show. She looked like the bassist from Limp Bizkit. (laughs) One day we'll have to talk about Allison Hannigan and I were neighbors for a minute, and my husband embarrassed himself in front of her husband. But that's another story for another time. Oh, that's a great story we'll have to We're in the writer's graveyard again this week. And once again, we're going to pull a sketch from our upcoming show, Church Mice. Church Mice is a show that Abigail and I have been working on for several months, if not a year, that is going to be in Atlanta and Lawrenceville this weekend and next weekend. If you're interested in checking out Church Mice, check the link for tickets in the show notes. In the meantime, we're going to read a sketch I wrote for the Church Mice sketch show called Church Mice. I thought it might be cute to have a sketch about mice living in a church. And (laughs) I stood alone as the only person who thought that this was cute. Abigail, will you be Steph, the teenage mouse? And Alexandria, will you read for Mm -hmm. Linda? That's the Mm -hmm. mom mouse. And I'll read for Gus and Joe, the brother mice, and Dave, their dad. Okay. Awesome. Interior, Cathedral Attic, Sunday morning. Linda is quietly enjoying the weekly services. Enter Steph. Hey, Mom, I need to talk to you. Shh. Church is in service. So, they can't hear us. We're mice. Yes, but I can't hear them with you yapping in my ear. Oh, they're about to play my favorite song. Enter Gus with a giant round host bread. Oh, look what I got. Oh, look what I got. Oh, yay. Host again. I know. Mom, I really need to talk to you. After church. They're just about to do. Oh. Oh. Oh, there it is. Chills. Every time. <laughs>
Okay, yay, Mom. You heard the song you can hear literally every week. Now, can I talk to you? Fine. What is it you so urgently need to discuss? I'm moving out. Me and my friend Lucy are going to be breakdancing DJ Circus Mice in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. I know what you're going to say. Well, then tell me, please, because I honestly have no idea. Oh, you're going to say, being a church mouse is a good life. It's safe, it's quiet, and there are no cats. Lots of tasty bread, too. Want some? I'm sick of host. I want to live in the city and eat pizza on a train. <laughs> uh, honey, I, I'm just speechless. I know, Mom, you're thinking, but Steffi, what about your amazing voice? You can't give up on your singing career. I'm not, Mom, okay? It's just, I want to break dance in the circus, and then, once I become a famous DJ, I'll put out my first vocal album. But, honey, mice don't DJ. Tell that to Danger Mouse. Enter Joe with a giant piece of spaghetti. Yo, it's spaghetti dinner night. Spaghetti! Uh, I don't want spaghetti. I want pizza. I could go for pizza. I mean, I just dragged this big-ass spaghetti all the way here, but sure, let's go find some pizza. I've told you to stay away from cheese. You don't want to end up like your father. Oh, we know, Mom. I won't be staying for dinner. I'm just here to pack up my stuff. The next time you see me, I'll be a famous DJ circus breakdancer. Honey, that's just not a thing. Yeah, huh? Mice are physically incapable of breakdancing. Can they cook? I want to live in a kitchen like Ratatouille. And I want to be a racing mouse like Speedy Gonzalez. Mice can't cook or race or dance. Not even Angelina Ballerina? <sighs> These are all just characters. Real mice, mice like us, are simple. <laughs> we eat. We avoid cats. And maybe, if we're lucky, listen to music. Even Mickey? Especially Mickey. That's devastating. My whole life has been a lie. You said I could be anything if I just put my mind to it. I'm sorry. What I should have said is you can be anything except for a DJ circus break dancer but lucy said lucy <laughs> is lying to you now sit down and watch this family. oh dad would you talk to her she's being a total meanie mouse dave enters he's stuck in a giant mouse trap listen to your mother dear anyone else in the mood for gouda oh. and blackout <laughs> <laughs> this is so adorable <laughs> i know george i love it I was trying to write something about what would these mice be doing. Let's talk about what kind of conflicts might be coming up in our mouse family. (laughs) I just love it. I love the mentions of Ratatouille and Angelina. It must be devastating if you're a mouse and you find out that that's all BS. It's not real. You can't run a theme park and you can't dance and you can't be a DJ. None of it. I resonated with Steph. I really did. We're very speciesist against mice, if you really think about it. How many times on this show are we going to say the word speciesist? It's It's become my new thing. I have to share a song with you guys that has gotten me on this kick. I think about why I don't kill some bugs while killing others. That's pretty speciesist. It's because some are annoying and some are not. Fireflies are beautiful. Mosquitoes are awful, literal bloodsuckers. Oh, listen to you, Abigail. Mm -hmm. I really take some real beef with some of these bugs. (laughs) I see. 
this bit, George takes the lyrics of a song and then builds a scene around it, building the lyrics seamlessly into the dialogue. George, what song have you chosen to write around? Today I was thinking about the Taylor Swift hit, Blank Space. A great song. Maybe the only Taylor Swift song I like. Wow. It's also very stupid when you take a moment to think about it. As so many songs are. (laughs) (laughs) So many songs are. All right, well, let's dive into this. Abigail, would you read for Taylor? Okay. And Alexandria, will you read for Trevor? Yes. This is blank space imagined as a conversation between two people at the end of a night at a bar. Interior, bar, end of night. Taylor sits alone at the bar. She takes the last sip of the pomegranate martini she's been nursing. Trevor sidles up beside her. Hey, pretty lady. Name's Trevor. Can I buy you a drink? Nice to meet you. Where you been? Uh, I'm just in town for business. Just checking out this bar after a long day. I immediately noticed you and had to introduce myself. Oh, my God. Look at that. Face, you look like my next mistake. Mm, I'll take that as a compliment. A new money suit anti? <laughs> I can read you like a magazine. <laughs> I just like the meetings. I'm still in my work clothes. Hey, let's be friends. I'm dying to see how this one ends. I have some ideas. Grab your passport. <laughs> In my hand. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I don't have my passport. I drove in from Tulsa, actually. I can make the bad guys good for a weekend. A weekend? Yeah, no, I, I leave tomorrow. Uh, but we can be bad for the night. It's going to be forever, or it's going to go down in flames? That's pretty extreme. <laughs> <laughs> How about we just chill at my hotel? You can tell me when it's over if the high was worth the pain. Oh, I don't do hard drugs. <laughs> I've got a long list of ex-lovers. I mean, that's cool. I'm a modern guy. I don't expect all the ladies to be virgins. <laughs> They'll tell you I'm insane. Eh, I bet my exes have some stories they could tell you, too. We're young and we're reckless. We'll take this way too far. We could just do hand stuff, if you prefer. I'll leave you breathless. That's hot. Or with a nasty scar. Yeah, I'm not really into this. Boys only want love. If it's torture, don't say I didn't warn you. Damn. (laughs) This is the freaky stuff. (laughs) But I've got blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. The name's Trevor. With the T. You're the king. I'm your queen. Nice. <laughs> I didn't expect a girl like you's also into Game of Thrones role play. <laughs> oh, wait. The worst is yet to come. Screaming, crying, perfect storms. I-, I can make the tables turn. You go full method. That's hot. I get drunk on jealousy. I prefer bourbon. You'll come back each time you leave. Gosh. <laughs> I got to be honest, I don't travel here often, but I'm open to a one-night thing. I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. Actually, you know what? I just remembered that I'm gay. So I'm going to go. 
<laughs> I don't know that I've heard this song, oddly enough, but these lyrics are freaky. <laughs> this girl is taking a weird left turn from our song for sure on back this in the list. day. <laughs> That's our sure. song is a slamming screen door, sneaking out late. Now she's like, I'm into torture. What happened to you, T? It's a great song sound-wise, and that's kind of why I like it. Then if you take 10 seconds and listen to it, what the hell is going on? You cannot meet people and be this presumptuous. Yeah, Taylor, you need to take it down several notches. Protect yourself, one. Why is being an adult so scary? That doesn't make sense. That is an interesting choice for her to go scary, dark, and S&M-ish. I don't like it, T, but I'm sure the song's got a great beat, as so many do with questionable lyrics, if I'm honest. (laughs) Almost everyone in the, oh, but I just like the beat. The lyrics trashing people, it's fine. I like the beat. (laughs) (laughs) George, that was great. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. We're on every podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time.